Welcome to Pull the Shoot, our weekly podcast where we talk to business owners, C-level executives, and experts from around the world. Our goal, to help as many businesses as possible grow to the next level. It's our hope that by interviewing these business leaders and hearing how they built their culture and their company, that you might gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission is to change the top-down mentality of leadership and help others to create and implement a transformational leadership style that is uplifting, supportive, and appreciative towards your people. We believe if you grow your people, you'll grow your company. I'm your host, Jeff Cecil. Hi, guys. It's Jeff and Jana. We're back again. Hi, Jana. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Jeff? Excited to be here. It's a big week, big turkey week. It is. It's Thanksgiving week. We're so excited for that. You know, big yes. turkey days coming up on Thursday. There's all kinds of football. That's what we do a lot. I mean, we, we spend time, you know, just cooking and watching some football. How about you guys? What do you guys do? A lot? We do the same thing. We yeah. eat a lot, cook a lot, eat a lot, eat all day, watch football, watch the parade. And yeah. then I'm, you know, I'm a kind of an animal freak. So I you have to watch the, the kennel club, you know, the big Westminster dog show uh-huh. right after the parade. So that's a big one to us. So that is yeah. cool. That is fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. We got a big, uh, we got a big one. We got uh, all my kids and grandkids and even my cousins coming in. So we're going to have a nice size uh, family gathering. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Oh, uh, that's great. You know, that's I mean, and, and we got all ages, right? Yes. So all ages fun. from babies to baby boomers. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yep. Yeah, speak, speaking of baby boomers, that's kind of, I think, so one of the things we need to talk about, I mean, we need to talk about how these guys are all communicating. You know, we, so we got four, four generations of people. Yes. That, and really five, if you split up the gen Y and millennial. So right, true. it's kind of like, that's the, that's a big one. So sometimes they split that up. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's, I think it's interesting. And, and it, we just had this conversation the other day where we were talking about what's the best way to communicate within your business to all these different age groups because everyone wants to do it so differently. Yes. Right. You know, and so, so how do you go about doing that? And it's, it's funny. I, I um, did a little research and Forbes put out this really interesting piece where they were just talking about um, allowing people to communicate the way they want to communicate. Mm-hmm. But part of me questions, I mean, gosh, how many different ways can we communicate? I don't so know. I, I talk know. about that. I talk about that a little bit in my book, Jeff, and here's the deal. We learn to communicate between the ages of like one and a half and four. It sets up our whole like style of communication. And it depends on our caregivers at the time, because interestingly, humans as a species, you know, we're, we got to, we are not self-sustaining when we are born. So we have to do things that garner attention. And a lot of that has to do with visual, non-verbal communication. It has to do with body language. And it also has to do with just physical expression, the way we physically express ourselves. So there's really three, they've kind of identified, and I've done a lot of research on this too. There's really three different ways people communicate. There's the visual, what I call like kind of very much more broad visual communication. physical where people use a lot of description. They use a lot of uh, adjectives to describe things that they are trying to get across to people. Then there's that kinesthetic sort of feeling where when you walk in a room and you notice somebody is very in tune with sort of the energy in the room, that kinesthetic sort of what I call a little bit more internalized type of communicator. And then there's the technical person. 
that just likes to list. Okay. So if your boss comes up to you and says, I want you to do A, B, C, and D, then generally that kind of a person is the person that is a little bit more technically driven. So they organize things in their brain and in their mind before they speak it a lot of times. And the key is learning these kinds of ways that people communicate. So you can then communicate back to them in that way. That's the fastest best cleanest way to kind of get you know get the results you want yeah it's it's interesting you say that because i believe that as a leader that's a lot of things what we're talking about here yeah um it's really important to understand your people and the best way to communicate with them right Um, because if you want to get the most out of them and the the proverbial one size fits all does not work no when it comes to that Right. And so you just need to understand things. Um, I was listening yeah. to uh, to a different podcast the other day and they were talking about how if you're a person that um, gets kind of anxiety when when things are not planned out, like the type yes. of a person you just kind of talked about. Right. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden someone schedules a meeting that the boss should probably walk up and go, hey, look, you know, this is not a big deal. Um, I just need you to be in there and listen. If you want to offer advice, you can. Yes. Um, but, you know, just be there to hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. versus making them feel like they might be put on the spot, their anxieties level goes through the roof and all these right. other things. That's an interesting approach, knowing your people well enough to know when you schedule a meeting that that person doesn't like, you know, things that aren't in, in a special order. That's very true. And the main thing about that to know is that most of your creatives are going to communicate in a different way. So if you're in a creative industry, chances are they're not very technologically or um, they're not necessarily the type that organizes speaking and organizes their thoughts in that sort of analytical pattern. They're much more free thinking. They're much more creative in the way that they express. So if, again, you're in a creative field, know that about your workers. If you're in a, a, a field that is very analytical, like banking or law or medicine, that kind of thing, where there's more analytics to it just in general, Mm -hmm. then know that as well. And what's interesting is sometimes you can throw in more of a creative style with the analytical or technical types of communicators to get them to express a little bit more. That's a great exercise. One of the big things to do that I love and I recommend my clients oftentimes is what we call icebreakers. So you get into a room and you have a meeting with 20 people. And the first thing you do is say, hey, let's let's do an icebreaker. What's everybody's favorite dish for Thanksgiving or who are you rooting for the Super Bowl or whatever it is? You know, it's generally something that has to do with holidays or the seasons that are going on or maybe some fun pop culture thing that's happening that everybody's commenting on, you know, Ted Lasso or whatever, you know. So uh, it's a great way to also for the leader to sort of gauge the room if they're not as familiar with their coworkers. If it's a newer situation for the leader, you can definitely tell what kind of communicator they are by how they say things like that, you know, that are comfortable to them talking about food or talking about their family or talking about some pop culture thing, you know, because the creatives generally will talk a little bit more adjectives, a little bit more descriptive. And the analytical people might talk in more numbers, you know, well, this team had a 67%, you know, that kind of thing. So it is very interesting exercise to kind of break the ice and to get everybody comfortable in the room. And I think if you're a creative leader, you need to know that because here's one of the struggles. I have a client where he's very creative, like you were talking yes. about, and he talks through things where his staff thinks that then he's giving direction, yeah. right, as a leader. So he's just talking out loud. He's kind of maybe brainstorming. Um, in a sense, he's like, hey, wouldn't it be, I was thinking that maybe we should be doing this and this and this and they all go, oh, okay, we can do that. 
And then they go ahead and they do it. And then he goes, well, wait, I, I'm not sure I want to do that yet. And they're like, well, you said you did. And in his head, he's like, no, I was just kind of talking through it. Right. Yeah. And so I think as a leader, you got to be really careful about that stuff. And that's, it's interesting because that's one of the, the struggles that I'm having um, with him as a, as a client yes. is yeah. making sure he wants to just voice some thoughts. And what I'm trying to do now is give him a little book and I'm like, write your ideas in the book. Yes. And let's flush them out. Then you can give directive. But that's um, a good, that's a great suggestion too, Jeff. And here's another, here's another thing. If I may interject with that specific client. Yeah. Let him go, have him go through the kind of the heart, what I call the data, the hardcore stuff, and then open up a platform or a forum where then you do kind of streamline thought process or, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you, or maybe we should try this. The nice thing about these different styles of communication is the key is rather, rather than the nice thing, the key is to really um, utilize all three of them in your talks or in your meetings so that you're so that your workforce or that your coworkers are feeling sort of um, all feeling included in it. So you oh, might have yeah. a very, a very technical or a very analytical driven beginning. And then you might have something that talks about what can we do to improve, which it kind of brings in those right. deeper thinkers, those kinesthetic type of people all the way down to, okay, now let's get crazy and come up with some fun, creative ideas to execute this new whatever we're launching or whatever. You know what I mean? It, so that way you're kind of touching on all three of them and they all three go, okay, that was a pretty good meeting. You know, I got yeah. something out of it, you know? Yeah. I think it would be fun. You know, I mean, <clears throat> if we talk about all these generations, right? So baby boomers um, like personal meetings, one-on-one, two yes. people, all that stuff. That's kind of how they grew up, right? Yep. Um, and then you go to the Gen X, they're more phone calls. Um, you yep. know, they, they're not more of the personal, but, you know, pick up the phone, make a call. Um, mm-hmm. And then we got the millennials. They're more texters. Yep. Right? Uh, texters, like emails, but short yeah. emails. The Gen Xers tend to do are used to longer emails. Again, yeah. you transfer from phone to email. The nice thing about the Gen Xers and the older Gen Yers is they've grown up with both technology and the old style of right. person-to-person meetings and long meetings and all of that. So they're a little bit more adaptable oftentimes in dealing with the baby boomers versus the Gen Zers and the millennials. Millennials just want, you know, they want to get her done and get out of there. Yeah, you know right. Well, I was thinking, you remember that old game, the telephone game, where you, you told yes. person A, right? And they passed it around. Well, wouldn't it be fun based on what you like to communicate with? Is that, you know, you you tell a, a baby boomer, whatever it is uh-huh. they do, then they want to tell somebody, but if, depending if they're a, a millennial or a Gen yep. X, or uh-huh. Gen, they have to either text it or email it or something like yes. that. And, be curious and be put fun, right? To get that information out in the in the mode that they like to communicate uh, So I think that's a great idea, Jeff. So interestingly, if any of you ever watched the Ellen DeGeneres show, that game show she has, she makes people put on earphones and then they have to communicate through a telephone line. And okay. it's absolutely hilarious. So what you get from the beginning of, you know, the original phrase all the way to the end is nowhere near it. And I would venture to say that that's exactly what would happen if you get... Somebody that sends out a memo and it's this big, long, hairy email, <laughs> and then the other person texts it to the next yep. person who phone calls it to the next person who, I mean, that would be a great exercise Wouldn't for a company. Fun? Oh my gosh, that one of these times, yeah. yeah. I think that'd, that'd be, be a lot of fun. 
And then the Gen Z or, you know, the, the, our, our young twenties, young to mid twenties, they're going to try to solve the whole thing. Cause you know, they want to solve the problems of the world because they think all of us are messed up and we've all ruined the planet. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's so true. that would be a really fun exercise. Start with a baby boomer and end with a Gen Z or I love that. <laughs> I think that will be fun, but you know, I mean, the real challenge here, you know, and I, I go back to, you know, when you're a boss, you're a leader, you're a business owner, um, you know, what is the best way? I mean, do you have to really spend the time? I believe you do, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on understanding the best way they like to communicate and then kind Absolutely. of focus on that. I yeah. mean, it's a little extra time. I get that. Yes. Um, but I think it's the times that we live in. If you want to be as efficient and, and, and here's the other interesting thing to do it that way you're going to be much more efficient. You're not going to be very long-winded exactly. in some of your comments. You're just going to kind yes. of get to the point, right? So my suggestion always is my clear, concise commanding, you know, that I talk about, you and I right. have talked about before. Those are my three C's. If you start there and then you allow whoever or whomever the team or the people are that you're dealing with to then express in the way that they're the most comfortable, it's twofold. Number one, they feel heard. And number two, you as the leader can then sort of assess the style of communication that they're comfortable with. So the more clean and just very bulleted and very simplistic you can make whatever that agenda is for your meeting, the more clarity you have there where you really dial down and say, you know, this is what I want out of you. And these are the three steps that I feel are the best way to achieve it. And then let everybody kind of have a little bit of time to express you as the leader then can kind of sit back and go, okay, this one is a much more creative in the in their thought process. So I need to deal with them in a more create, you know, in a more creative way. This right. one's very analytical, etc. So I think that's a good start is to really stay real clean and simple and concise, and then see what you get out of it. See what kind of response and reaction you get from your team. Yeah, I think that that could be very very. Hey very beneficial as a, as a business owner to understand that. Um, at what point do you um, start handing some of that off to your leaders? I mean, do you start teaching them that right away or do you, do you kind of work with them for a bit? You know I mean? Cause they're, they're going to have to do the same, right? Cause at some point yes. you're the business owner, you want to get out of the way. And, and we, right. you know, one of the things I always preach them is, you know, get out of your own way, let your, mm -hmm. you know, grow your people, grow your company. When do you start implementing that into their, into their routine? I think when you have a very strong communication connection with your with your team leaders or your VPs or you know how whatever the designation is, uh, I think you've got to do that. Uh, you've got to have a good relationship first, a good just in general communicative mm -hmm. relationship, and then I think you can you can start to kind of pull that pull those little you know tricks out of your bag where you say right. hey. Hey, Jeff, let's try this. You know, I've noticed that you are, I feel like you're ready to lead this team, you know, the, whatever it is, the operations team or the marketing mm -hmm. team. Here's what I suggest. But I, but again, you have got to garner that trust from your VPs or your, your people that you're delegating, that you're putting in leadership. You've really got to have trust there so that they trust that you, that you have got their back. Sure. You know what I mean? And then I do feel like you can say, hey, we might want to think about communicating this way with this team, you know, yeah. with this group of people. I think that'll help a lot. But yeah, that that initial trust and communication really has to be there. Yeah. One, one of the things I was reading about uh, in this Forbes article that I was reading was they said, if you can, then do. And what they meant by that was if you can walk up to your colleague and ask them a question versus texting or emailing, 
do that. Oh, absolutely. You know, versus, you know, I mean, you're sitting two desks away and you still text mm-hmm. them or you still email them. You know, it's like, you know, find the time just to walk up. Um, it's more efficient sometimes, I believe. You know what I mean? I, and and less interpretive. That's yes, the other that's exactly it. Right? I mean, someone writes an email, someone writes a text. They don't hear the inflections in your voice. They that's don't hear, right. you know, the either your passion or your anger or whatever it might be. Um, and they, they might read it completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I always think it's really important to talk to them in person. I think that's so, I just wish I could put that everywhere, put that out everywhere. And here's why. I say this all the time. 70% of our communication is nonverbal as a species, as humans, 70%. Do you know how? I mean, that's high. That's over half. So if you walk across the room and you say, Jana, I've got this really exciting project for you, but it's going, there's going to be some challenges about it. If you say that to me, Jeff, I'm going to take that so differently than if I read that in a text or I get it in an email, immediately what happens just because we're by nature fight flight animals. If I read that and I'm sensitive or something has gone wrong and I think, oh my God, there's going to be some challenges. That means he doesn't think I'm qualified for for this, you know? But if you walk over and you say, hey, you know what? I'm really excited about this, but there might be some challenges I'd love to go over with you. That nonverbal facial expression, the body language, the energy, the tone of your voice. Yeah, it's huge. That that answers so many questions for these for for your coworkers. So absolutely that human contact is so relevant. And that's a little bit about what the Gen Zers are sometimes are challenged with because they're not used to that. They've grown up with all technology. Yeah. And so they're not really used to this face-to-face kind of a world and that's so important to understand as millennials and Gen Zers. That's how this all of this manufacturing and all of this stuff has come about in this country is through communication, human communication. So, yes, yeah, technology and, is important, but but human communication is more important. Right, and I, and I, and I want to take it even a step further. Um, it's not just about walking into a meeting and you know, kind of starting the meeting with, okay, let's get to work right now. It's mm-hmm. also about, hey, how was your week? How was your day? Um, you know, especially when it comes to business, I believe, you know, if you're a salesman and you're going into to do a presentation, it's not always about the business. Right. Um, it's about building the relationship, right? Absolutely. And so you, you go to the meeting and, and you just spend a little bit of time getting to know them. Um, and I learned this lesson when I was very young, um, you know, probably in my uh, late 20s, early 30s. Um, I flew to Houston to meet with a, with a client um, and um, we were actually must have been in the early 30s. Um, and, but I was like getting right down to business. We went to lunch mm-hmm. and I started talking business and the wife looked at me, it was a husband, wife and, and, and two other people. And she looked at me and she goes, we don't do that here. And I go, what do oh, you mean? Oh, wow. She busted. Oh, she shit. totally called me out. Right. And she goes, <laughs> we'll, we'll break bread first. We'll get to know each other and then we'll talk business. And I said, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's okay. interesting. I, I also love that it was a woman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. That's a big, you know, that's a big step for a woman to go. Um, I'm sorry. You're wrong here. We don't do that. Here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you and I both know we've been coaching people for a long time. Sales is all relationship driven. If somebody, somebody is not going to buy from you, if they don't trust you, they don't like you and they don't want to know more about you. They're just right. not going to do it. So right. there has to be an establishment of trust immediately. And that, comes with kind of dishing the goods, talking yeah. about yourself, telling stories, 
letting them know you're not perfect, letting them know, you know, something personal about you so they can have some kind of relationship with you. That's outside of, Hey, do you want to buy this widget? That's not the way people work. That's not the way we are driven as humans. We like community. We like relationship, you know, and energy amongst each other. So. Yeah. Well, I think, I I think in this post pandemic world, you know, whether you liked it or not, that is one of the results that came out of it was that, you know, people realize that we need other people. Absolutely. We, we actually enjoy it for the most part. We enjoy other people and we need to spend time with them mm-hmm. and get to know them. And guess what? Whether you're in business or just trying to find a relationship, it, it takes effort and, and you got to do it that way. You know, yeah. the, the, so many people are just like, I'm just going to send them an email. Or I'm just going to send them a text. And, mm-hmm. and it's so impersonal, right? You know, I mean, I, the majority, it's funny. I, 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 when I do my LinkedIn connections, um, I reach out to people and everyone always thinks that you're being sold. Right. And so I connect with them. And then my next response was, aren't you tired of every time you connect with somebody, they immediately try to sell you. Yes, yes. I am not. And I put capital letters, not trying to sell you. Would you yeah. be interested in just jumping on a call and see if there's a way that we could a, get to know each other and b maybe help each other. Help each other. Know. That's the key. Yeah. I don't know if there is or isn't. So I had this guy email me back or text me back and he, he's, he's like, so you have 5,000 connections. I have 25,000 connections. I can only imagine between the two of us, how many people are trying to sell us. It <laughs> yeah. goes to you for, for not taking that approach. When do you want to talk? You know, yeah, that's, thought, that's, that's great. great. That's yeah, great. There you great. go. Because, that's you know, what I mean, it's really about. That's what yeah. it's really about again. And, and again, that face-to-face is so important or a phone call, at least mm-hmm. with a phone call. Again, you have voice inflection. Right. You, you know, we can kind of picture when we're on the phone with somebody, we can picture the facial expressions. We can picture, we can feel the energy. Right. So, there, so there's much more cognitive kind of an experience than just an email or a text. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. And you get a lot more done. Like you said, you get a lot more accomplished when it's face-to-face yeah. or phone-to-phone, as I say. So, yeah. Okay. I agree. So, so I think it's important uh, to kind of wrap this up that um, if you're a leader, remember that there's different ways to communicate to your people. So, yes. you know, try to make that effort um, to do that differently. Um, remember, baby boomers are more uh, face-to-face. You know, Gen Xers are phone calls. Uh, millennials are texts, you know, and Gen Zers are any of the above, but it's only tech um, right. kind of stuff. Right. So yes, exactly. That's the go out. I think that's important. And, you know, I think it's important if you're a business owner to make the effort um, to make sure that you don't get caught up. And that's the only way that you communicate as well. Uh, oh, sure. Um, I always tell my business owners when I'm talking to them, if you're going to do a big thing that's going try this again. I always tell my business owners um, when, when they're doing, if you're going to do a big, you know, kind of announcement, mm-hmm. do it in person. Don't do it over Absolutely. email. <clears throat> People, you know, they read into that stuff way too much. Mm-hmm. So make sure, make sure you do it in person. I think that's really important. So, but the communication is one of those things. And you and I've talked about this a couple of times now, but it's, it's hard. Uh, it's, it takes an extra effort, mm-hmm. but I believe in the end it's all worth it. It is all worth it. And the bottom line truly is that's the, that's the way we're wired. So why fight, you know, why fight science? Truly. It's like, yeah, right? it would be one thing if we weren't wired that way, if we were wired differently as a species. And I always bring, bring up the S word, the species word, but it's yeah. true. It's like, we're pretty simplistic communal animals. We like a lot of communication and a lot of eye contact and a lot of energy and a lot of similarity that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to be the icebreaker through all generations. If you have something important, make sure you do it in person. If you have a wide an age, a wide age range type of a workforce, 
understand first off the generational differences, but then understand individual differences and try to make it so that everybody feels included. Everybody feels a part of the solution and not just somebody out there on an island and right. make sure that everybody is feels honored to be able to speak. So your responsibility as the leader is to is to know what those differences are. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate that. Hey, um, I, I just want to, you know, you, you talk about your book all the time. Um, why don't you tell people how they can find your book uh, and uh, maybe leverage some of the things that you've uh, put in the book? Yeah. So uh, it's on Amazon. You can get it through Amazon. It's called Dazzle Your Listener. And it really is a simplistic guide for any anybody from a business leader to a worker to somebody that just gets up and speaks maybe at church or at nonprofit organizations and wants to be a stronger communicator. It sort of breaks down the voice, what elements of the voice you can improve if you feel insecure about certain elements of your voice. Then it goes into, I talk a little bit about the history of communication, how to network better, how to be a better speaker up on a microphone. And actually I get into like kind of how to even stand when you're meeting people so that you feel like all, you know, everybody's included yeah. if they're around you, like at a networking event or that That's kind great. of thing. So, yeah. Awesome. So awesome. Go, well, go to Amazon and get yeah. you one. I'll dazzle your listener. As your listener. All right. Sounds good. Well, hey, for, for everyone that's listening, um, again, Jane and I do this because we want to help. So um, if you like what you heard, but you want to, you know, dive a little deeper, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, you know, you can re reach me at jeff at pullshoot.net, uh, Jana at uh, janalandry.com. And, um, you know, just don't hesitate. We're here to help. That's what we want to do. So Absolutely. hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you found it useful. And until the next time, stay safe and be healthy. Have a great day. Bye.